and the use of power and sometimes very spiritual but I mean I will be here in a few minutes in the morning that he reminded you of the verse Colossians 1.13 St. Paul says he has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of Islam so our focus is to see where is the darkness that we live in where the darkness that the Israelites were living in and how Christ came to move us from darkness into light to the light of the Son of His love. We find the theme of most of the reading today that we have the light through the knowledge. So if you go to the first uh, prophecy, Zechariah chapter 1, from 1 to 6, page 177, as you know, Zechariah was prophesying at the very end of the captivity, in year 520, to encourage people to come back from the land of captivity. And he was reminding them of the darkness that their fathers have chosen. He says at the end of the prophecy, Where are your fathers and the prophets? Will they live forever? But do you receive my words and my ordinance? Or is it a command? by my spirit to my servants the prophets who lived in the days of your fathers and they answered and said as the Lord Almighty determined to, to do to us according to our ways and according to our practice so has he done to us so he was telling them that from the beginning that the illumination to move from darkness into light is through the word of God they don't find the Gospel is telling us again about the knowledge, but a different kind of knowledge. The Lord was looking in Luke chapter 13 to the Pharisees, and He was commanding them of two things. And maybe we can focus more on these two things. First of all, He said, I say to you, and He said unto them, Strive to enter in the narrow gate. For many, I say unto you, will seek to enter in and shall not be able, when once the master of the house is risen up and has shut the door. He's trying to tell us something very important, we need to focus on it, about the knowledge. Because as we heard in the morning in the homily of Saint Shemur the Arshimad right? sometimes we have the knowledge, but we are not acting upon it. We are doing in the church the same things that the world is doing outside. So he's saying here, you can have the knowledge, but you did not enter yet. It seems you are the same as those who didn't know it. So the encouragement that he's trying to tell us this evening, if you know that the door is going to be closed, unfortunately you don't know when it is going to be closed, it means you have to be ready at all times. That's why he was telling us, here's the urge is to, to repent now. Because he is saying, strive to, to enter into the narrow gate. And this narrow gate is going to be closed at one point. And because we don't know when it is going to be closed, he is telling me and you, you have to repent now. What really amazing is what the Lord continued to say. He said, some people will start to knock after closing the door. And he knew what he is saying then. I know not where you come from. Then shall you begin to say, We have eaten and drunk in your presence, and you have taught in our streets. But he shall say, I tell you, I know not where you come from. Depart from me, all you workers of iniquity. And again, they knew him, 
superficially, and it seems in a way a deeper relationship. He walked in the streets, he taught in the streets, and even in another part in the Gospel of St. Matthew, he said, we have cast out demons in your name, and you have been doing miracles and signs in your name. Still the Lord is saying, I don't know you. St. Maximus, the confessor, was commenting, how come that I can say I don't know you, but how come God is telling to some people I don't know you? How come that the omniscient, the only signs, the only button for most everything telling people I don't know you? And what St. Maximus, the confessor, said is very encouraging to repent again. He was telling them, I have designed that my image and likeness in you. I have made a plan for each and every one of you. When I look at it now, this is not mine. I don't know this. This is not what I have designed. St. Augustine was saying it in a different way. He was saying, in the last day, Christ is going to ask you to return back his icon to him. You are his icon. And he is asking you to keep it, to maintain it until the time of restoration. If the icon is going to be distorted, he will say, this is not mine. I don't know you. I don't know this icon anymore because it's distorted and you did not work or keep it or maintain it at all. So the knowledge or the light here is how to keep the world alive in my life. It's how to keep the word of God not only by hearing it, seeing him walking in our streets, but he wants to be a king reigning on my heart as we spoke yesterday in the Palm Sunday. Then in the third hour, Malachi, Malachi is the last prophet in the Old Testament, he will sign me before 140, was telling us the same. Now he's talking about the priest, and every one of us is a priest in the general meaning of the priesthood. And you saying, yet, you said, in what way have we despised your name? In that you bring to my altar polluted bread. And you said, in what way have we polluted it? In that way you say, the table of the Lord is polluted, and that which was set on it you have despised. For if you bring a blind victim to sacrifice, isn't it evil? If you bring the lame or the sick, isn't evil? Offer, offer it now to your ruler and see if he will receive it. Again, sometimes we think that we can offer our lives to the Lord when we are old, or when we have time, or when we have enough money, we can give him something small from the money that we have. It's telling me a new now. He's seeking to see a good offering on the altar. If you are knowing what you offer, it means you have to offer the best you can. That is not just a lamb. No, it's a lamb without blemish. It couldn't be a blind, not be lame. It couldn't be sick by any sort of sickness. But again, it's telling me and you, if the idea is to move from the power of darkness into the kingdom of the, his son, the son of his love. It's telling me you have to sacrifice the right sacrifice and in the right time. They will find the gospel in Luke. The whole gospel is telling us how many times you wanted and you did not want. Again, he is telling us darkness and light is a choice. And it's a life choice and continuous choice. It's not only one off, 
It starts with a clear yes to life, but it should be followed by every minute, in every decision, every word we speak it, to say yes to light and no to darkness again. Hosea, Hosea Nili, 750, and he was telling to the kingdom of the north, with Hosea to the kingdom of the north, and he was telling them again that now you have the knowledge, you heard the message for 210 years nearly, and you did not repent yet. Then they have been taken later into the captivity in the year 722. The Lord is telling me, yes, I am patient, I am long-suffering, I am waiting for you to repent, but be sure there is an end. If there is no end for your life, there is an end of my time of forgiveness. Why? Because you may lose it as the Israelites. They have been taken into captivity after you were sending them prophets for 210 years and they were not responding. Yes, he is patient, yes, he is long suffering, but no guarantee for my own life, and there is an end if we are extending our way of living such unholy life. In the Gospel of St. Luke, the Lord was again in the temple, and the whole day was teaching, and in the end, he went to sleep over in the Mount of Olives. He was telling again, the way to enlighten you is through the word, and the way to enlighten you is through the knowledge. That's why you find the ninth hour, Hosea is telling them again, So to yourself for righteousness, gather in for the fruit of life. Light for yourselves the light of knowledge. So he is very clear, you are seeking, longing for the light of knowledge. And seek the Lord till the fruits of righteousness come up come upon you. But if there is no fruits of righteousness, it means I am not in the light. and still in the darkness. Christ came to show and to shine for the marvelous light of eternity over everyone who is still living in such darkness. The whole gospel today, or this hour, was from the ninth hour. And again, the Pharisees and the scribes were showing that they know. And he was telling them, it doesn't matter if you know or you don't know. It is more of how you behave according to the knowledge you have. That's why he was telling them, you are like tombs. And as you know, in the Old Testament, or the, during the time of Christ, the tombs or the graves, for you are like graves which are not seen. And the men that walk over them are not aware of them, and they are defied. Yani, they used to, uh, to paint all the tombs with a white paint to warn everyone not to touch them because he is going to be unholy if he will touch them. Those people were graves which are not seen, which means people are touching their tombs, touching them, and they are get, getting blemished and unholy. He's telling them again, despite you know the knowledge, your behavior is leading people to a profanity, to unholy life. For every one of us as a father or a mother or a son or a friend, how I am showing the knowledge that I have. Is it light yourselves that was the light of the knowledge or is there no light in me at all? He continued in the 11th hour and was saying very clearly, and turns darkness into the morning. 
which is the joy of it. He is able to turn darkness into the morning. If you are able to respond properly to his message, if you are able to respond to the light of his knowledge properly. He's saying in the gospel many times, watch. Watch you therefore, for you know not when the master of the house comes at evening or at midnight or at the cook crowing or in the morning, lest coming suddenly he find you sleeping. And what I say unto you, I say it unto all, watch. Again, to watch is something joyful. If I am really seeking and waiting for my heavenly groom. But if the whole subject is not in my mind, I'm just doing whatever I want. The sad part now, unfortunately, in the society we are living in and around us everywhere, wherever you choose something wrong to live in it, you'll find some people to say you, you are right. You'll find some people to, to, to comfort you that you are not doing something so bad. All of us are sinners, which is true. But here he is telling us it's either you are in the light or in the darkness. And there is nothing in between. I pray that all of us to see that He came to move us from this power of darkness and to convey everyone into the kingdom of His Son, as His beloved Son. We are not going to compromise with sin, we are not going to compromise with light and darkness, because light is light and darkness is darkness. May the will of Lord Jesus Christ be with you from now and forever and ever. Amen.